Trash Can presents playing a game of American Backyard Football. All right, guys, I'm team captain. Josh is the other team captain, and we're going to all pick people, and we're going to pick our teams. Okay, everybody's been picked. So now we're going to start off, and here's what's going to happen. No, 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 shut up. I'm the leader here. I was the captain. I was the captain. So shut up. But, 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 I, 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 I brought the football. I should be the team captain. No, it doesn't matter who brought the football. I'm, I'm the captain. I live in this neighborhood. You, you don't even live in this neighborhood. Well, I'm going to be the quarterback then. Well, no. You, I, I'm the quarterback of this team. I'm the captain and I'm the quarterback. Anyways, so here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. So we're going to just do two-hand touch. That's it. No tackling. No nothing. That's the end zone. That's the other end zone. No kickoffs. Let's play. So here's what we're going to do. I want you to run this way, and you, Gates, brother, you're going to run to the left. And then, hey, you, you're going to run to the right. All right. No, no, no. Shut it. We should shut trick play. Shut it. No, I think no. we should do a trick play. No, we're, we're, we're not going to do a trick play. We're not going to do a trick play. We need to run over here. We need to run over this way. See, like this. Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Barks Podcast. I don't know if you've ever been in one of those uh, American backyard football scrums, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah, it happens They're... all the time, especially sometimes on Thanksgiving. We would do that all the time, and then, you know, going over to your house, I remember that. I remember there would always be, like, this one kid that you'd always buck up at you, and they were like, no, I'm the team captain. This is what we're going to do. And you'd always have to draw it on the football, the routes that you were going to run. You always had to do that. And it wasn't, like, actual directions. It was always, you got to run this way, you got to run this way. And there was always an argument of what we should do. And then the other guys on the other side are like, hurry up, let's go. And you're like, shut up, we're trying to do it. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole experience. But anyways, welcome to the Donut Box Podcast. We're glad to have you here. And uh, special shout out to our international listeners. Singapore, Brussels, Belgium, you guys have been doing great. Also, Frank Frankfurt, Germany's been doing awesome too. Yeah, heck yeah. It's, it's crazy that our voices are being heard around the world. That's pretty nuts. Or some of our places domestically, Chris? Um, we got a new listener in Maine, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, New Mexico, California has been a good one, Washington, Oregon, uh, let me think, Detroit, Michigan, Chicago, Illinois, Ohio, a lot in the Midwest. We have a lot of good Midwest listeners. Yeah, we have some Iowa, too. I, I think you said Iowa as well. But, yeah, now we got... We're, we're just growing, steadily growing. It's just crazy to think that so many people are listening to us. But we're glad that you're here. And uh, we'll move on to our first segment, which is our old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. And this one's actually from the, I guess, near past or it wasn't too long ago. It's almost a year now, right, Chris? I think once this episode drops, it'll be just over a year. Yeah, when we came and saw you guys in San Antonio. Yeah, it was great. And, um, yeah, you may remember about a year ago, if you've been listening to the show, that uh, I remarked that Chris got engaged. This was that trip that he came down and got engaged, which was great. And uh, we can talk a little bit about that if you want, Chris. Where, where did we go and what did we do? Well, so when we first got there, we... Did all the touristy stuff, right? Because my now wife, she had never been to that area. And so you always got to go to the Alamo. You got to go to the Alamo. Remember the Alamo. And I remember going in there. I remember I got mad that people did not take their hats off in the Alamo because there's a sign that says, out of respect for the fallen who gave their lives, please remove your hats. And people weren't doing that. Maybe, man, I was like, this is sacred ground. I was like, you don't know the price these people pay so that you can walk in this Alamo. I got mad. I got fired up, but uh, then we went to, of course, Ripley's, believe it or not, because it's right across the street and the Wax Museum, and it was a fun time, and then we met up with uh, good old Micah and his fiance, and uh, I guess the girls, whenever the girls get together, they like to go off and do their own thing, and most of the time just talk mess, uh, but we went to an arcade, man. It was pretty fun. There's not a lot of old school car- arcades around anymore, and this one had a lot of like the old school games. Yeah, this one was pretty cool. Um, of course, our favorite's always NFL Blitz, and if you've ever played NFL Blitz, it's always really, really fun. 
Um, the only thing that I would change is, uh, and shout out to Free Play up in Dallas. I'm giving y'all y'all's business all the time. But uh, basically, you can play as much as you want. I mean, within reason. Like, don't be don't be a jerk. And you probably heard that story. Um, but yeah, it's. But you can stand there and play NFL Blitz all four quarters. And unfortunately, at this one, like you have to like pay for all four quarters. But other than that, it's really really fun. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just partial to NFL Blitz. Maybe that's like one of my favorite games of all time. And then Big Buck Hunter. Like I love Big Buck Hunter. That's a fun game. So I was planning on proposing the next day, and we had it all planned out. Micah and his fiance were great, and I was like, "Okay, this is what's gonna happen." It was kind of like that backyard football thing. It was like, "Okay, you're gonna go left, and you're gonna go right." But they were coming along, and so we were gonna meet them at the Japanese tea gardens, and that's where it was gonna happen. I just remember it was really hot, and we went like at ten o'clock in the morning, and it was really hot, really humid. And I kind of pulled Micah aside. I was like, "Okay, we're gonna kind of do it under the waterfall." And I was like, okay, just act like you're going to take our picture and then we're going to propose. And so then I proposed to her under the waterfall. Of course, she was like, I knew you were going to do it the whole time. See, women always say, I knew you were going to do it the whole time. But truth is, they don't always know sometimes. But uh, yeah, so we did that and she ac- accidentally bumped my head and we were like, yeah, we're going to celebrate now, um, which was great. But on the way over to the restaurant that we were going to go to, I ended up getting a flat tire. And I was like, oh, this is nice because my tire got really, really low. And so we got to the restaurant, we were eating, it was a good time, but I was just like, man, I got to go to the, got to go to Pet Boys, get my tire fixed. Then you went to Pet Boys up the road. Luckily there was one up the road and uh, well, they, they put a plug in for you for free, I think, right? Yeah, it, I mean, it technically wasn't, like, they said it was free, but I gave the guy 20 bucks. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I talk a lot about faith on here, but I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason, right? So I firmly believe that we went to that Pet Boys, because that guy, when I was talking to him, he was like, man, I'm just struggling. I'm having a rough time. Like, my wife left me, and I'm just feeling depressed. And, like, he was telling me his whole story, right? And so I was like, man, let me pray for you. Let me give you some money, and all that good stuff. So it all ended up working out. And so then, so there was this nice pool and uh, Micah and his fiance came over and they swam with us. And we were just sitting around like, you know, what would be fun. Let's go to a minor league baseball game because they have a minor league team in San Antonio. Yeah. So then we went to the missions game. The seats were pretty good. Um, it actually wasn't too hot. I was worried about it being pretty hot. And the only thing that I, I know is they were testing the pitch timers that are like big in the MLB now and uh, I just remember the game went by like pretty fast because of it but um, yeah if you're ever there I don't know minor league games are really fun like major league games are fun but minor league games are really fun too I think it's because they get the crowd involved and we got to shout out Big Mike man Big Mike was their bat boy yeah, Big Mike yeah he's their he was their bat boy and so the team was just thinking it up they were sucking it up and we and like Big Mike was like a big dude. Like when I say big, like probably I'd say at least three hundred pounds. But this man was hustling, getting the you know he was working hard. He was getting the bats, getting the balls, and I was like, so anytime he came out, we were like, yeah, Big Mike, we love you, bro. I guess he was a fan favorite too. Yeah, a lot of people were cheering for him. I mean, he was hustling. He had uh, he was quite quick on his feet for a big guy. I'll tell you that much. He was running more than the actual San Antonio missions were running because they couldn't even get on base. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, they were making some like high school mistakes out there. It was pretty pretty. I, I don't know. The hometown was not not too great that day, but it was still pretty fun. And so, if you watch American baseball, you know that if your team is down and it's like towards the end of the game, right? You put on a rally cap, which means you turn your hat inside out or you wear it some kind of weird way. And uh, me and Michael were doing that, and the women that we were with, they were just like, "What are y'all doing?" And we were like, "It's a rally cap." They're like, "You never seen this?" They were like, "No." What are you doing it for? I was like, "It's for good luck. It's for the team." And I just remember uh, there's a there's a picture of all of us with us wearing our rally caps and all that good stuff and it was a good time yeah it was it was a really good time um but yeah so a lot of people actually do know about rally caps like if you watch an mlb game like they'll pay in the crowd and if the team is down you'll see a bunch of people with their their caps inside out and stuff like that but 
I don't know. You will get a bunch of weird looks as well, like, what the heck are you doing? There's a lot of people that don't know about it, too. Now, they say that baseball is America's pastime, but I don't think that statement's true anymore. I mean, they're, you meet baseball fans, but they're not as many as they used to be. No, and I'll tell you something that was really weird. The MLB game-wise, um, when we went to that Rangers game, they had there was people in all sorts of other teams, like jerseys and stuff, which was kind of weird. That yeah, the te- playing. teams weren't even yeah the teams weren't even playing it. I guess people are just like yeah I'm gonna go for my team or I know there are some people that their bucket list is to visit all 30 baseball parks in America and I'm totally cool if you want to do that I I understand that but there were a lot of people wearing Milwaukee Brewers jerseys and the Brewers weren't even playing so it was kind of weird and then like Detroit Tigers was another one like they they weren't playing either um but yeah so. Good times had by all in San Antonio. If you're going to come visit, it's a pretty cool place. Yes, it is. It is a very cool place to go visit. The thing I like about it is that it is a it's a big city, but it's not like super big like Dallas or Houston. Like It's big enough to have a lot of stuff to do, but it's not so big that you're just like, Ugh, I hate I would hate living here or I hate being here. Yeah, and also shout out to uh, the planned infrastructure because they have enough major roads to make everything not traffic congested all the time but uh but yeah anyways um any other notes on that before we move on no just visit uh san antonio if you get a chance because it has a lot of good history a lot of rich uh hispanic history and texas one more note on that the last time i was down in the riverwalk and um doing one of the riverboat tours they said something quite interesting they said that there was actually evidence that um San Antonio was civilized before um, St. Augustine in Florida. Because St. Augustine was technically the first settled place in the United States or the oldest like civilized place on the continent. And they were saying that San Antonio was. But I don't know how true that is. Of course is. it is. You know how San Antonio is part of God's country. <laughs> That's right, bless God. San Antonio was here first. <laughs> See, just like that, On that's how you, you never know about these day, things. God created Texas, so that's how I know that San Antonio is here. All right, man. Well, let's go over to the Jelly Donut, which is our jail report. Who that private pile? Sir, Jelly Donut, sir! A Jelly Donut! And it's my week to do the jail report, so we're going to start off with one. And uh, you're going to like this one. A Louisiana woman was wanted for second-degree murder and was apparently unhappy with the photo officials used on social media to help bring her to custody. So she decided to vent. She got on her own social media and said, quote, that picture ugly. And uh, she was still at large at the time, so she commented straight on that person's mugshot, or on her mugshot on the Crime Stoppers like, Facebook page. So then the sheriff's office commented back and said, you're always welcome to head over here to the sheriff's office and take a new picture if you want. You know, the little cheeky police joke there. And so next thing you know, uh, there was a post and she had turned herself in apparently the next day. Oh, so you're saying that she was still wanted and she commented on her mugshot and then she turned herself in. I guess she got what she wanted. I thought when you said she was large... Uh, I thought she was upset because she was large in the picture or something. I thought that's what you meant. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. At large. Oh. She was still at large. Like, still on the, Context on the loose. Context is key. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. No, she wasn't, she wasn't a big lady. She wasn't a big lady. But, yeah, apparently she commented straight on that Crime Stoppers Facebook page and was like, that picture ugly. That's literally and what she so, said? Yeah, word word for word? That's literally... That's what the quote says. That picture ugly. Three words. You know, that Louis- picture ugly. Louisiana folks are just a different kind of folk. They're just different breed. Oh, yeah. All right. So this one's this next one's from the UK. So um, he escaped from jail and he was living life on the run, of course. And he got caught because the new Call of Duty came out and he couldn't help himself besides go out and get the new Call of Duty. So 36-year-old eluded police after escaping jail, and the jig was up when he ventured out um, of hiding to buy a new copy of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And so what ended up happening was um, 
The officers observed him and his friends suspiciously change directions while driving, and so they pulled him over when they started asking him questions. Of course, they, they found out who he was, and when they asked what he was doing, that he li- literally said, I've come to get the new Call of Duty uh, because I can't just sit around in lockdown all day. You gotta say it in a British accent. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've come to get the new Call of Duty because I can't bear to stay in lockdown. I feel like they're so polite, bro. But here's the thing, dude. Like, that man didn't put it on pre-order. Should have pre-ordered it from yeah, GameStop. No. Either when, that. When get was it shipped this? to your house. When was this uh, story reported? Because he couldn't get it online? 2021. That man could have got that online. He could have got it on his oh, PS4. Sure. You should have got your buddy to go get it for you or something, dude. That's dumb. Yeah, exactly. Either that or get it shipped to your house, man. Like, I mean, come on. You can get that stuff shipped to your house. All over coat. Call of Duty. Now I've got to try the British accent. I've come to get the new Call of Duty because I can't sit around lockdown all day. That's pretty good. Let's do it Scottish. Scott, I come to co- I come to get the new Call of Duty because I can't stand around in lockdown all day. <laughs> I've come to get the new Call of Duty because I can't sit around in lockdown. I'm sorry, listeners. We're just going off. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> We're practicing. We're practicing. It, you're lucky we don't do that in the improv segment straight up. All right, next next person here. Uh, you'll think this one's funny as well. It comes from the state of Louisiana again. Um, a burglar was busted thanks to Cheeto dust on her teeth. That's great. How did how did that happen? I want to know the story now. So a woman was busted for home invasion thanks to Cheeto dust found on her teeth. Uh, she was arrested for first-degree burglary after allegedly committing a dangerously cheesy act. I don't know who wrote that, but that's funny. Um, and so basically, they, the cops say that they arrived at, to that home and the thief had already gone. However, they had found a bag of Cheetos and a water bottle near an open window. Essentially, what happened was uh, they they found that a few seconds later, um, that lady, the lady who was robbing the place, emerged from the shadows outside and so they chased her and then of course they ID'd her and um, apparently she had Cheetos all up in her teeth so that's how they knew it was her ooh you got Cheeto dust in your teeth ooh okay that's uh, I don't know man that's just a dumb way to get caught but you know good good detective work for them to use their deductive reasoning that's great great job Louisiana PD anyways my, my question is why, if you're going to rob somebody's house, why are you going to sit there and eat Cheetos and drink, <laughs> you know, like drink a bottle of water while you're at it? She was hungry, dude. Leave her alone. I don't know, man. I... <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Um, so there's a, a thief, and he was swiping, you know, these package thieves. What do, what do they call them? Uh, porch bandits, I think is what they call them, right? Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what they're called. Um, well, essentially how this guy was able to get caught, <laughs> you'll think this is great. So this person had a ring doorbell camera, and as the thief was walking away to his car, his pants fell down, exposing a tattoo on their left buttocks, uh, left buttocks of Mickey Mouse. The homeowner, um, because apparently what was whatever was in this... Uh, box that this guy stole apparently it was like f- worth five thousand dollars and apparently when they reported it to the police they knew exactly who the guy was because he was a repeat offender in their local county jail um so they were able to track him down <laughs> all because of his mickey mouse tattoo why on does he got mickey butt. mouse on his butt cheeks bro oh bro what what if what if what if the ears are his butt cheeks i don't know what if, what if, is that what it is like like the two ears are his are his butt cheeks? No, no, <laughs> no. I, I, I could, I could see a picture of it. No, it's like <laughs> that's. The, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to you about that right now. <laughs> nah, man, it's like all Mickey's head and ears. Oh, are like on the whole cheek. okay. Like not even. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. It's only on a singular cheek. <laughs> This is one of the, okay. I so his face, <laughs> his face covers the whole cheek. Okay, I see it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
pretty much it's just a it's a is one it cheek least, is just Mickey. is it at least well done? I don't know. Is it at least a well done tattoo or is it, <laughs> Maybe he is had it a... pretty messed up? I'll be honest. The picture that I see only I see only half of the cheek, but I can tell enough to to tell what's going on. <laughs> Well, this, this is getting interesting. All right. So, next one here. Um, Connecticut woman is arrested for driving drunk twice in one day. So, a Connecticut woman, um, she was <laughs> arrested for the second time in one day while driving intoxicated, headed to the liquor store shortly after she was arrested for the same crime. So, she, so she like, bailed out and then got drunk again? Yeah. It was headed to the liquor store, apparently. So she bailed out pretty quick, apparently, because it said um, that she was arrested and, like, had gotten out and headed straight to the liquor store after. And apparently she was still intoxicated, partially. Um, and so uh, the first crime that happened, she crashed her 2012 Lexus sedan <laughs> And then parked the car around 2.30 and essentially the police pulled up and they saw damage on the vehicle and there had been a hit and run that was reported as well as uh, them smelling alcohol on her breath. So they did a field sobriety test and she was then arrested uh, with a blood alcohol level of 0.23, which is so here's my pretty question. decently drunk. They didn't let her sleep that off first? Like, what? Remind me, where is this at? Uh, Connecticut. So they so they didn't let her. Normally they let you like if you're drunk they normally let you sleep that off like before they let yeah. you get bailed out or something. You know that's really weird. Well, and think about the nature of her crime to this point, right? She's already been in part of a hit and run. She's already blood alcohol of point two three. So they've taken her in, and so she was charged with DUI, and then she was also charged with possession of a controlled substance because she had a painkiller that was discovered in a purse that wasn't prescribed to her. But just six hours after she was released, she was headed to the liquor store. The cops pulled her over um, shortly before she got to the liquor store, where her blood alcohol level was still .09, which is still above the limit. Wow, dude. That's like a misstep for sure. Like, that is a big misstep. Because she was three times the legal limit. Almost three times. That, that's, dude, I don't know. That's That's bad police work. Yeah, it is. I mean... Well, yeah, they should have let her detox that one off, but that's pretty crazy. Twice in one, and she was headed back to the liquor store. She was like, I ain't done. Um, <clears throat> all right, last story here. You might have heard this one. This one happened just a few years ago. Uh, the cops were searching for a man who was part of a viral video about licking bluebell ice cream that came straight out of a... Yeah, I've heard of that actually. One came straight out of one of those freezers, you know, one of the grocery freezers, and it was in Walmart. And so the viral video about, of course, like I just said, Bluebell ice cream and Walmart and licking the contents, and then they put it back in the freezer. Like, they licked it, and then they put it back in the freezer. And so an arrest warrant was um, put out for this person, 24-year-old Mr. Anderson, who they said posted the social media of himself licking the ice cream. Walmart surveillance cameras show that Anderson did eventually take the blue bell out of the freezer and buy it, which wasn't captured on social media. Basically, Walmart was forced to dump apparently all of the blue bell ice cream because they didn't know for sure. And um, so essentially, they still arrested him. And they arrest you for like being a biohazard or like it's it's something to that nature. Yeah, the charges were criminal mischief and then misdemeanor. Um, misdemeanor criminal mischief, which I don't know what the difference, I guess one's a felony and one's not, but I thought both were misdemeanors. Anyways, um, but it's punishable up to about a year in jail and a $4,000 fine, but it doesn't say what ended up happening. I don't think anything probably did happen. They probably gave him a fine and probation or something, but apparently, um, in July of 2019, a 17-year-old girl did the same exact thing, The did the Bluebell ice cream, licked the container, and then put it on Instagram that she put it back on the shelves. Some of these things, I don't understand why people be doing some of this stuff. They do it because it's different and it makes them go viral. Just like the ice bucket challenge when that was a thing, everybody was doing that and then people see it and they do it to get it. Because regardless 
of if people like it or not, people are going to watch it because they get enraged at it. Because it's like, oh, I can't believe she did this. So she's still getting views and reacts. And so it's still getting her. What an interesting time we live we in. We live in a, a stupid age of TikTok. And I'm, this isn't what fries my donut, so I'm not going to go into that. Well, what we will go into is our next segment, which is the donut hole. And Chris, I've got some questions for you, and it's stuff that we like. It's uh, either or or would you rather, and uh, it's all food-related stuff. And this is interesting food from around the world. And I was going to straight up ask you, like, oh, would you eat this? Most of this food is quite weird, and I can hear you saying, no, no, no. So I'm just going to say, would you rather eat this or would you rather eat that? Okay, can we back up, though, a little bit? My favorite story was the Mickey Mouse butt cheek ears. That was my favorite. <laughs> that, was, that was my favorite from the jail report. I just wanted to put that on the record. I can't believe they caught him based on that. Well, I, 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 if okay, we're going to go I'm back s- to that. I'm sorry. My thing is, and they they knew who he was, so apparently he, you know, he either let these pants sag or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyways, but yeah. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. I I interrupted your donut hole. I apologize. No worries. Continue. No worries. So, um, this is particularly popular. So remember, it's either this or that. So the first one is chicken feet. So have you ever heard of chicken feet? And you probably and either fried or boiled. And I'm sure you've heard of haggis from Scotland. Remind me what haggis is. I've heard of it, but remind me what it is. So haggis is a mixture of sheep's heart, liver, lungs, and it's minced with onions, oatmeal, soot, and it's seasoned with salt and spices cooked inside the animal's stomach. Okay. I I think um, <laughs> I would probably eat haggis because I think I would have a better chance of forgetting what it is. Um, and there's enough stuff mixed in there that I could probably maybe stomach it. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. Is and you probably heard of this. It's either um, tripe or tripas. Have you heard of? Oh yeah, I've heard of that. So essentially, what we've got is, friend, um, for those of you who don't know, it's essentially the stomach lining of various animals. Most of the time here in the United States, it's uh, pig intestines or pig stomach and so essentially what it is is uh i don't know they the you know you either put it in a soup with a lot of spices or um and basically it gets soaked up into all that good jazz sometimes with like onions and different things like that has an interesting smell to it i'll put it to you that way um so either that or something called cash which is a uh, middle eastern which i'll explain what it is so it's made up of stewed cow's feet and head it's a comfort food, and now it's considered a delicacy. Um, essentially, what it is is it's essentially the entire stewed cow's head, like stripped of its skin, and meat in like a soup. Is the eye still in there? Uh, yes. Oh, dude, I don't know, man. Because uh, at one point, I don't really want to eat the pig intestines, but I don't want to eat a cow's head with. I guess I'll go with tree bus. See, that's this is this is where it gets hard, right? Is because it's all going to be interesting stuff. All right, so now we're getting into some Japanese stuff. Japan has tuna eyeballs, and it's just what it sounds like—the eyes of tuna—and they're served raw or black pudding, which is essentially blood sausage. So it's sausage and um, essentially in a blood sauce, if that makes sense. Like it's blood and other parts of the animals melted down and into a sauce dude i can't eat any like eyeballs or nothing i can't i can't do that uh so i guess i'm going with the uh, blood sauce i don't know both of it's sick <laughs> i got you hopefully it gets a little better for you here um this one's a familiar one here i don't know if you like spam spam is here in the united states it's canned meat it's essentially just a, a variation of chicken beef and i think pork meat all mashed into kind of a loaf if that makes sense and then the next one is kind of an interesting one it kind of goes weirdly off on the different spectrum here uh it's called and from for those of you in iceland i'm I'm sorry if i messed this up hakarl and essentially what it is is it's the rotten carcass of the greenland shark and it's buried underground in the shallow pit and pressed with stones because it's poisonous internal fluids um, that 
allow it to live in such cold waters need to be drained out. So it's drained for about six months, but it smells like ammonia once it's done. Um, however, it tastes very strong and fishy, but um, apparently it is a delicacy around the Why world. Why would I eat that? What? There's nothing appetizing or appealing that makes me even want to try that. So the first, what was the first one? Spam. Oh, yeah. Spam all the way, dude. I'm frying spam. <laughs> I'm doing whatever. I ain't, I, I, no, I'm not eating that nasty rotten carcass of a shark. Do you like spam? Like, do you actually like spam? No, I really don't care for spam. This is an interesting game, isn't it? Did you know this was a thing? I did not know until I read about this. This was a thing. And uh, apparently in China, there is something that is known as a 100-year-old egg. And apparently uh, it is truly 100 years old, and it's preserved uh, with a mixture of clay. And pretty much it's uh, turned from ash and quicklime and basically brings it back to life, essentially. And the egg yolk turns dark green or even black with shiny white uh, exterior that almost looks like a translucent jelly and smells kind of like ammonia. But it tastes just like an egg, but it is over 100 years old, and apparently it is extremely expensive. Would you eat the 100-year-old egg, or would you eat what is called stink heads, which is from Alaska? In Alaska, it's a, the fermented head of a king salmon with the eyes out. No, no eyes, but it's of the salmon. It's buried underground for a few weeks uh, until pretty much everything's tender, then they cook it. Neither of them, I'm not going to eat either because they both sound disgusting, but I hate eggs. I hate eggs and the fact of eating a nasty 100-year-old black egg. Na who thinks of these ways to eat these? I who thinks of that? Like, you got to be sick. And people are like, oh, yeah, it's a delicacy. No, you're stupid. You're, you, you're sick is what you want. And you know how much um, for, for one singular egg... It's going for $3,500 American. you got to be kidding me. $3,500? Heck no, bro. People are crazy. So we only got a few left here. Um, how do you feel about bugs, Chris? Or like roasted... There are dead, but like roasted bugs. <clears throat> okay, so the next two choices is one's from um, Thailand. It's called Jing Lead, and they're giant... They're big grasshoppers. Typically, they are fried in a ginormous wok. So that they are hollow. Apparently, they're a lot like popcorn when you eat it, when like with flavoring. Um, and then in Japan, on the island of Japan, they have wasp crackers. They're crackers. Essentially, what it is is this a biscuit or a cracker, um, and instead of chocolate chip cookies, wasp with the uh, essentially with the stingers removed. So it's just they're been roasted and they're put in a cracker. I think I'm going to go with the grasshoppers, man. Uh, both of those don't sound too bad. I think I'd try both of them. I'd try them at least once. Yeah, to me, you know, I've had, like, grasshoppers, and I've had those little, like, roasted little grub worms and stuff. If if you put seasoning on them, I mean, roasted, they're pretty they're pretty good. Now, live, I don't know about live, but... It's good, good know, protein. Yeah, heck yeah. So, last couple here. We have, in Cambodia, they do what is known as a fried spider, and it's apparently known to a particular town as their delicacy. Um, and essentially, they marinate in soy sauce, sugar and salt, and then fry it in garlic. Um, and then apparently it has more meat than the grasshopper. But the only bad part about it is, apparently when you eat certain parts of it, there is a brown sludge that comes out of the abdomen. And so most people like to cut out the middle bits of it. But the rest are crunchy like the grasshopper. Or would you rather have the grub worm? And this particular one comes from Australia. And it's called the witchety grub. That just sounds Australian. <laughs> <A> witchety grub. <laughs> I might. Does. We're going to put a witchety grub uh, on the bobby. Pretty much. And uh, it's part of the Australian bushmeat family. As, as it probably sounds there. Uh, and it was a staple of indigenous Australians in the desert. Um, it can either be eaten raw, which tastes like almonds, or it can be lightly cooked and, you know, you can crisp it and it tastes like roast chicken. I'm going with the bush meat. You're going with the witchy grub. Yeah, that sounds more appealing than having to cut the whatever sludge out of the whatever it was. Well, and I, I don't like spiders yeah, uh -oh. anyways. No Eating way. spiders, I don't know. I'm not... But yeah, man, so there you go. There's your donut hole. So uh, I guess that brings us to our next segment. 
which is what fries my donuts. <laughs> and Chris, what's got you fried up, buddy? Oh, buddy, you can bet that I got something, and this is not—it's not like super specific. It's not like people who drive red cars with a white uh, tail light. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that they want to move from where they're living because where they're living is so bad, they want to move somewhere else. But they want to move there to build a better life, but they want to have their ideologies the same at that place. And they're like, oh, I'll give you a prime example. There are a lot of Californians moving to Texas, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, we don't like what Texas stands for. We don't like that what the way Texas is doing things. But we like your economy, and we like that you have jobs, and we like that it's a better way of life. And it's like, there's a reason why you left your way of life. There's a reason why you left the state that you came from. The same thing has happened in Florida. You got a whole bunch of New York people that are moving down to Florida and being like, oh, yeah, it's great down here, except mm, we don't really agree with the way that you're doing things. and all that good stuff. It's okay if you want to move here to find a better life for yourself, but don't enforce your views on us. That's all I'm saying. Texas is good. Texas has been great. And so I'm like, Texas is Texas, and it's the economy is doing so well for a reason. And I think it all boils down to is I don't like just ideas and agendas being shoved down my throat. I really don't. I'm sick of that happening, and it's like I have to be – I have to accept your idea and agree with it in order to be tolerant. No, I can hear you out and I can treat you as a per as a human being, and that's me being tolerant. But I don't have to agree on your ideals and the beliefs. So all I have to say is, if you're moving from California to Texas or you're moving somewhere from another state, realize that that state is going to be different, and it has each state has a different view. It's not like I'm going to Seattle, Washington and trying to impose Texas views on Seattle, Washington. Like, it's just not going to work. It's like ever, it's like we're going to go up to Washington State and be like, you know what, start passing out the rifles, boys. The NRA's moving in. It's like, nah, I, I don't think so. But <clears throat> I get what you're saying. I think part of it is um, the fact that opinions um, are tough to be had nowadays. It's either you have to conform to what the large media and what a lot of people are saying is the quote-unquote right way and there's not a lot of variance of what that opinion can be i feel like that's part of the problem but yeah man i just think that um it's just crazy to me that all these people are moving here when you were started talking i was like oh you're talking about austin uh, i used to live in austin texas i know and even the last few years i mean heck even 10 not even 10 years ago Six, seven years ago versus now, it's a completely different place. Like, it's a completely different place. The ideals are different. Um, I'll even put it to this way. The bad part and what Chris is talking about is a lot of these people are, are moving in. And the model of Austin used to be keep Austin weird. And keep Austin, and it still technically is, but I feel like that motto has kind of lost its luster because used to be that was because it was a small hippy dippy town and it was okay keep austin itself keep the big corporations out keep all these things from happening all that sort of thing keep it hippy dippy texas like we had it and then next thing you know um they're ginormous corporations i mean the skyline is just booming right now but at the same time it is still hippy dippy quote unquote but it's become corporate hippy dippy if that makes sense and so it's a it's a weird different thing and it's not it's not very good. It's not great and the ideals are just kind of whack, to be honest. And here's the thing, the people that preach tolerance the most are the most intolerant people that I've ever seen because these these people that are like, "Yeah, you need to be tolerant of other people, but as soon as you disagree with them, they're like, "Well, you're just you're just a bigot. You're just this and you're just that. And you need to it's like Either you conform to our ways or we cancel you and we shut you down. And it's like there's no room for discussion or opinion or nothing. And it's like, bro, like, I don't want your agenda shut down. I don't like that. Like, I, it doesn't matter what it is. Even if you're like a salesperson and you're trying to shove something in my face or shut, I, it makes me less inclined to buy it. It makes me less inclined to hear you if you're trying to shove an agenda or an idea in my face. Like I'm 
I'm not about it. And maybe it's just because I'm like pretty rooted in my morals and what I believe in. But I'm like open to treating people as human beings. And it's like there are some of my, you know, friends that I consider like, yeah, I'm pretty cool friends with this person. I don't agree with everything they believe in at all, but we're still friends and we have discussions about it. And it ends in like a good be like, huh, that's a good point. You bring up a valid point or, hey, I see where you're coming from. But you know what? I just don't agree with you. And we leave it at that. Then we go on to talking about something else or doing you can be friends with people that you don't agree with. in fact it's it's actually natural that we're not going to agree with everything chris and i don't agree on everything you know nobody's going to agree on everything nothing's ever going to be a perfect situation but it's just i don't know i think it's dumb that it's you have to conform to a singular way almost or like chris said you're canceled or you're the problem they make it like you're the problem it's like why, why do I have to be the problem? Why can't I Why can't I just think the way that I think? Exactly. And then it's like the minute you bring up what you believe and it's like, oh, well, that's wrong. And, oh, you're not being tolerant. And it's like, oh, I just brought up a different way of thinking. Can we not like think differently? Can we not have different ways of viewing stuff? Like, I just don't get why that's not hey, accepted. I don't get that. And again, not get angry at it. Like, why do you got to get angry at it? I mean, it doesn't. We can all be adults about things, and I just think that it really shows how divided a lot of people are and how rooted they are of, like, I'm right and everybody else is wrong. And so everybody just has to fight that crap. I don't understand, but anyways, I totally get what you're saying. One one last example. I've seen videos of this, and it's, like, people that are sitting in their cars eating chicken, and, like, these vegans will come up to the window and they'll yell at them. They'll be like, you're doing such a wrong thing. Like, you are a murderer. You're doing this and that. And it's like, dude, I was literally minding my own business. Like, why do you take it on the need to, like, come bother me just because I decide that I'm not going to be a vegetarian? Because you know what the, the messed up part is? If they're over there in their vegan restaurant and I go over there with Chicken Express and walk in the door and start eating on some chicken... They're going to be really, really, really offended. They're going to be really hurt. They're going to be like, get out. They're probably going to call the cops on me or something. I don't I don't know, but they would be extremely offended. It's like, so why, why can't we get mad? Because when that person gets mad, it's like, oh, well, you're not allowing them to have their voice. And you're not being tolerant. It's like, hold on. What are you talking about? Why, why can't I eat chicken in peace without people running up to me and yelling in my face and telling me that I'm wrong for it? Like, that's not cool. It's like, you know, what if I think you're wrong for not eating chicken? It's like, but I don't come up to you to say that. Bottom line is, if you're moving to another state, just know that they're going to have different ideologies. And so if you don't agree with that, don't move there. And that's all I'll leave it at. And just let everybody live. Just let everybody live. Everybody's going to do their own thing. Who the heck cares? As long as it's not really affecting you. So I think we're going to segue into our next segment, which is our mystery donut. That's our improv segment. What do we got, buddy? We got free improv, so let's go ahead and pull out um, an accent and then a scenario from the hat. All right. So the first thing is the accent. We've never done this one before. We've done old men, but we've never done old women. Um, And I don't know. I've heard a lot of old women go back and forth, so that's going to be interesting. But we got to do a location now. Oh, let's see. Let me draw out. Okay. <laughs> At a bake sale. Oh, that's great. How fitting. Falls right in line. That falls right in line, doesn't it? Yes, it does. All right. You want me to start it off or you got uh, it? I could start it off. Now, Violet, I'm just so glad that you brought your brownies. My daughter-in-law, Sharon... She could learn a thing or two from you because I tell you that girl, she must not have ever touched a spoon or a spatula. She, I don't think she even knows what a kitchen is. I can't quite hear you. What did you have happened last night, Gladys? Is I lost my teeth and I didn't end up uh, getting a replacement this morning, so I put, didn't put my hearing aids in and I'm having a hard time talking to you. Oh, Sharon. Sharon, you know what my grandson Chase did the other day? He did the funniest thing. We were all sitting around at the table, and he said, Beemaw, look at me. I'm a pirate. 
and he just put a little pirate patch on. That's our little Jace. He's just so funny, always making us laugh. Why do we always have to talk about your little grandson? Every time you want to talk, it's always about the grandson. Well, everyone knows my grandson... Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> oh, screw it. Everyone knows my grandson's dead. And you haven't... You want to bring your little precious grandchildren up in front of me? You stupid sons of... Oh, Cheryl, you know that you are just so bitter because Gregory did not ask you out to the sock hop. He did not ask you out in 1955, and now you're just old and bitter. i tell you something. Next thing we have, we need to have girls' night. We need to go out. We need to get nails done. We need to slap around some men. Call them little girls. That's what we need. We need good night. All together. All as ladies. <coughs> I tell you. <laughs> Y'all jaw jacking around here. I'm so sick. <coughs> I'm so sick of y'all. <laughs> y'all must not got through menopause yet, cause <coughs> y'all all cycling up. I'm crying like y'all on the rat. Yeah, I just think that that's not fair. I think that. Oh God, I think my, my I think my heart's about to go. Well, I'll see you ladies later. I gotta go ahead and take these cakes to Pastor William so that we can sell them for the bake sale. I'll make sure that I invite you guys to my grandson Gregory's piano recital. It's at 3 o'clock at the Susan B. Anthony Hall at the George C. Wilkins Middle School. Make sure y'all come because he's really nervous and he just needs all of our prayer warriors to get together and pray for him. You know that we'll be there. With bells on. That sounded like a man that showed up. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was B. Arthur that showed up. B. Arthur? That's that's Aunt B. Is it that isn't that who that is? No, no. B. Arthur is uh Golden Girls. What's, oh, what's, her, what's her face? The, yeah, like yeah, the main yeah, character yeah. for the Golden Girls with the I deep know, voice. Dude. <laughs> I always thought she was a man, bro, to be honest with you. <laughs> man, this episode has gotten this is great. This episode's been has been fantastic. All right, man. Well, speaking of, we're uh, moving on to our positive advice. And uh, that's our Eclair Donut. So, Chris, I think I started it last week. So, uh, go ahead and... Well, yeah, I was I was like, week last week last, we didn't really so do the same normal flow. We kind of did a different one. But anyways, mine is, and I know we've said this before, but just trust your gut. If you know, hey, this is the way that I need to do something, or I should have done done it this way to begin with, um, dude, I have learned that lesson so many times this week. It's like, I was like having ideas of doing stuff for camp and it, most of it was like making like craft or setting something up. Right. And then I had these other people like, no, 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 no. You need to do it this way. You need to do it this way. And, uh, so I listened to these people and, uh, they were like, so this week I was trying to make like a prop vault door, right? And I had an idea of how I wanted to make it. And I was telling someone and they were like, no, 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 no. You want to do it this way. You want to take a pool noodle and wrap it with this duck uh, taping so it makes it look this way. And da, 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 this is the way to do it. And this person is probably pretty good at arts and crafts. So I listened to him. And then it just did not turn out the way that uh, it was supposed to. So I went back to doing it my way that I should have done in the first place. And it took me a whole lot less time. And I had literally spent three hours making this thing. And I was like, I should have just done it the way that I, I knew how to do it on the first part. So I second guessed myself because someone else was like, no, 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 no. You need to do it this way. So when you second guess yourself, um, man, you make mistakes and you cost more time. So if you're like in your heart of hearts, if you know how to do something, you're like, yeah, I should have done it this way to begin with. You save yourself so much more time. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, heck yeah. Sometimes it's hard. Essentially, what you're saying is trust your gut, and what your gut tells you to do, that's what uh, that's what you should go with most of the time. I've I've gone through that a ton, um, but yeah, man. So mine this week is it's somewhat on the same page, but if it's out of your control, then don't stress about it. And that's really really hard, and it's really 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 hard. And it's easier when you see other people going through it, right? Like my fiance, I'll give you a little um, insight here. 
so somebody from their work um basically like hr was like oh we need to talk to you about something but kind of made it really really vague and she was worrying about oh you know will i get in trouble was it something that i did things like that but it was a whole week until she was going to find out you know the biggest thing is you only know what you know it's really easy to get swept up into the oh i can get in trouble and all the what ifs of what's going on but until you get into that moment you don't actually know what's going on and in that case most you know, I, I told her probably what's happening is it's probably about somebody else and they're trying to gather information. If it was about you, they have to disclose a lot more information and there's a lot more stuff. But it's really easy to get swept up into those, ooh, what if? What if this happens? What if this happens? What if it's about this one thing that could be that maybe somebody took this the wrong way or, you know, something along those lines. And all I'm saying is it's really easy to get swept up into that, but don't stress about those things until there's something to stress about don't stress about the car because it's making a noise if it doesn't have the check engine light on you know what i mean like i mean it's just it is what it is it is what it is some things just happen sometimes and some things sometimes things just need to work through some um but you get what i'm saying yep let go let go and let god that's basically what you're saying (laughs) yeah pretty much pretty much but yeah, man, so TVTrashCan.com, TVTrashCan.com. Go like us and subscribe on YouTube, the Facebook, the Instagram, way on the Twitter. So, but uh, you, you know how all that goes. Go follow us on, on Spotify. However you may be listening, we do appreciate it. So, yeah, man, you got anything to add before we take this donut box to the trash? Yeah, man, this, is, this episode will be our 80th episode. Altogether, we're only 20 away from 100. Woohoo! That's pretty crazy because once we get to 100, that means we'll be close to almost season three at that point. Yeah, it'll be great. So, uh, yeah, we love you guys. Have a great week. Hey, it's the start of summer uh, for some people, uh, and it's great. Summer is upon us. So, yeah, we're going to take this donut box out to the trash. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this has been the Donut Box Podcast. Mickey Mouse butt cheek tattoo. Uh-huh.